Folks, you did it. You've made it to the end of another week. Happy Freaky Friday from the Podcast Daily. That is Bill Landis and Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward, and we've talked so much about roster management and where things have happened since the end of the season. Let's put a fantasy Freaky Friday spin on it. How about you can take any player from the Ryan Day era and put them on this roster to get ready for 2024? All right, here's that's the concept. Let me give you four seconds to think about it while I keep talking, and then I'm going to decide that Berm is going to go first. Paris Johnson, I win. That's that's the end of the show. I mean, <laughs> okay, let me let me fight. Let me back. How off. about be this? Because we're all going to take Paris Johnson. <laughs> Let's talk about why it's Paris Johnson, and then we'll pick somebody else. Okay. Uh, Bill, do you want to talk about why it's Paris Johnson? <laughs> no, you can talk about why it's Paris Johnson. Go ahead. I mean, it's obvious why it's Paris Johnson. He's the best <laughs> offensive lineman Ohio State's had since like Taylor Decker, uh, and the best, maybe like most talented, like highest upside offensive lineman Ohio State's had in the program since Orlando Pace. So, like, seems pretty much a no-brainer to me. Um, it, we we've saw, you know, on Thursday night or Wednesday night, sorry, uh, Jeff halfway take the job with the Green Bay Packers as a defensive coordinator there and opening up the the Boston College roster for other people to begin poaching slash uh, dreaming about. And all of a sudden, Twitter was a Twitter, a flutter with people being like, oh, they have an offensive tackle there. <laughs> and like, he's pretty good, I guess. But like, uh, you know, I'm sure Ohio State will, will kick the tires and see if, if it's the right fit, if that gentleman wants to enter the transfer portal. But um, it, it's obvious that outside looking in the right tackle situation for Ohio state is the biggest problem heading into 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, at least I think that's what it is because I think you could make an argument that CJ Stroud on this team is a safe, is like a sure bet for a national title than Paris Johnson. But I'll let you talk about that Austin when, when you say CJ Stroud next, because it <laughs> seems like Paris Johnson's a no brainer. The thing, the thing about Paris or, or Taylor Decker though, is like, you could put them at left tackle and like move Josh Simmons back to right tackle where he played at San Diego State and is probably more of a natural position for him than than left tackle is. It's it's not it's not merely adding an all American offensive tackle to the roster, which would be tremendous, whichever one of those two guys you pick. Um or Orlando Pace, I guess if you want to go back that far. If, if we can go back I didn't that say far, any, I didn't say any Ohio State player. it did they did have to play for Ryan Day. Okay, then it's definitely Paris Johnson. Um but that allows people to like slot into more natural positions I think too on top of just adding a very talented player to the roster so like yeah that's the glaringly obvious one I wanted to blend like a little bit of analysis about the strength of the roster even though we've done that with this like obviously uh, more fun Freaky Friday exercise and I thought maybe we'd be able to bounce around with more than one We'd if maybe, maybe we should have done a draft and then we would have had to not all take Paris Johnson first but I I agree. I think that the largest talent gap would be from whatever happens in March and April at right tackle to Paris Johnson, who we called a generational prospect the second that he committed to Ohio State, and he lived up to that uh, throughout his career. I think everybody watching the podcast daily knows that um, we believe strongly in Paris Johnson. We believed strongly in Paris Johnson's ability, and then he paid that off and became a top ten NFL draft pick. And starter right away at that level so like i do think that we have also talked about the ability that ohio state may have to 
get through March and April and then reassess on if it has to do something like it did uh, with Josh Simmons last year because of Tegra Shibola, because of Luke Montgomery, because of the possibility that Josh Fryer could still play uh, right tackle. And then you have a different conversation at guard. Uh, I'm not, I, I don't know which one is more likely than not, but I do know that if Paris Johnson was on this roster, uh, obviously that would be a very easy decision. Okay. So let's adjust on the fly here. Paris Johnson's pick number one. I've selected first. Bill, who's pick number two? So, <clears throat> do, do I? Can I just like pick guys that I think are interesting rather than just picking like guys based on how talented they were? Of Maybe course you can, can do whatever you want. Okay, and that's not when, to say that this guy. Sorry, if I make up, if I make up the rules for a game and a question, you guys don't get any time to prepare. Then we'll do whatever we want. Well, I, I only ask because like obviously you would dra draft the college version of Chase Young a lot. A lot, ten times out of ten, probably. Um, but defensive ends not necessarily like it's not a glaring need for this team. I, I think I would take Luke Farrell. God, what? <laughs> Interesting. This is getting away from me in a hurry. Is that what? Is that because you were going to take that, or because I'm way off base? No, because I was very intrigued about taking a tight end, and I thought that I could do that. But I should know better after working with you two guys for this long that I should just go first if I have people I want to name that might be surprising. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, Luke Farrell was not a prolific receiver here, although I think he could have been. Um, just like an excellent blocker at the position. I, I really think, like, as I've thought more about the Ryan Day era, like, the tight end blocking after Luke Farrell left, I think, has been quite bad. Um, and, I, and I know there's been fans who uh, have expressed uh, similar sentiment, and maybe I've, I've been a little slower to come around to that. Um, I just don't think it's been very good, uh, and, and Luke Farrell was great at it. And if you're telling me that I can add a guy to the roster who, one, like fills the, the, the void left by Kate Stover to be tight end one, but, but two, I feel like you can trust – similarly to like a high level offensive lineman both as a run blocker and a pass blocker that i think this offense really needs to to kind of take it into another gear especially in a world where bill o'brien is the offensive coordinator like maybe, maybe he i'm not saying he's going to throw the ball to the tight end more but historically he does like to play with two tight ends a lot and, and feature that position in, in a number of ways uh i would like to have the guy that i think is the maybe the most complete tight end that they've had during the ryan day era like jeremy ruckert and kate stover were better receivers I don't think either one of them was close to as good of a blocker as Luke Farrell is. And I think Luke Farrell was probably an underrated receiving threat as a, as a tight end. So I think he'd be a tremendous addition to this current roster. I it's think it's a good pick. It is a good pick. It's a very good pick. I think I could talk myself into tweaking it a little bit. And that is if we believe that Will Kazmarek is more advanced and, and he talked about putting his, you know, nose into the business and getting dirty and, and handling the blocking stuff. If that part is true, then maybe there's a world where Luke Farrell isn't as valuable to this particular Ohio State offense as sophomore version of Jeremy Ruckert would be. And yeah, or, you know, before the final year of Jeremy Ruckert where the drops came in and it looked like maybe there was more attention being paid to off the field stuff. I, I don't mean to send strays at Jeremy Ruckert, but the version that was so dangerous and looked more like that wide receiver. And when partnered next to Luke Farrell was able to still make some really good blocks, but that didn't have to be his primary responsibility. Maybe he would make more sense in that regard than Luke Farrell, who I think 
a ton of and, and uh, do think he could have been more used in the passing attack than he was with Ohio State. But there's a lot to like about Will Kazmarek, the way that he talks about his own game, the way Ohio State has evaluated his film. And if he could do maybe the, the feral things, then then Jeremy Ruckert might have been the might be the way to go. And I think I could talk myself into that and pivot away from Luke Farrell. So I, I have. It's done. I've done it. Ruckert is the pick. He's turned in the card. Kazmarek Kez, uh, does have a, a feral quality to his game. F-E-R-A-L. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. I knew when I said it that it it sounded like it worked on multiple levels. So who's okay. your pick, Austin? I'm just, I'm going to... I'm going to tweak it a little bit because I wanted to take a tight end, but the next best one available, I think I could talk myself into to that version of Jeremy Ruckert being a better fit for this team. Great. So I get to pick Orlando. I get to pick Harris yeah, Johnson get Orlando and Chase Young. Like yeah, my team yeah. is dumb. I don't mm-hmm. care if Ohio, if Ohio State has a need at defensive end. Uh, uh, when you have a player who's like a collegiate version of Chase Young as he was the best player in the country in 2019. Like, Also, I'm not taking Chase Young, because guess what? I'm taking Nick Bosa 2018 before he got hurt. And yes, he did play for Ryan Day for three games. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Holy cow. Bang. He was... He, re- he only realized halfway through the answer. That he, he sure did. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, uh, yeah, you can... Look at this current group and JT Tumaloa and Jack Sawyer and, and and Kenyatta Jackson and Caden Curry and, and Mitchell Melton and all these guys and think that there's a lot of upside and a lot of uh, really solid, like steady play, especially with JT and Jack and, and the way that they set the edge and the way they play the run. But when you look at this back half of the Ohio State defense and you look at this secondary, if you put an elite pass rusher in this group, it's lights out. It's yeah. bye bye. It's bedtime for baby. Okay. It's. <laughs> We're talking elite, historically great defense, like not just at Ohio State, but in college football. Uh, so you give me either Nick Bosa, if you don't want to give me Bosa because of the, the the asterisk on how he actually played for Ryan Day, that's fine. Then give me Chase Young, and, and I'll still get you know a, a Heisman finalist at, out of defensive end. So uh, that that's a clear cut, no brainer answer. The uh, you know I would have thought Jordan Fuller until three weeks ago when Caleb Downs is on this team now. So. Yeah, it's nice. You can just pick both of the best defensive ends in one pick. I, that's how convenient for you. Hey, man, it's Friday. <laughs> Feeling the goes. vibes. Feeling the, vibe, the Friday vibes. All right, do I get to pick somebody else now? Yeah, and yeah. you can take you can take Nick Bosa or Chase Young because firm can't have them both. I mean, there are definitely there there are definitely guys like that that you could add to this roster. Of course, um, I guess I would I would like to for this pick at least to keep it like still in the area of what I consider needs. And I would take Wyatt Davis, Mm. Uh, like the 2019 version of Wyatt Davis, I think. Um, And it's not, I, I think Ohio state could end up with pretty good guard play on both sides of Seth McLaughlin this year. Obviously Donovan Jackson is there. And like, if it's Josh Fryer kicking inside, if it's Tegra Shabola ready to rock, if it's, Luke Montgomery or Carson Hinsman, you know, takes the guard a little bit better than he, than he took the center. I think all those could be answers and, and potentially pretty good ones um, for Ohio State. But I know that Wyatt Davis is an All-American, and it's odd to me that his pro career has just like not worked out because I thought he was a very good college offensive lineman and, and thought he was the 
at least like early in his career, he, he to me looked like the kind of guard you might even consider drafting in the first round. Um, and that didn't happen for him, but but that shouldn't take away, I think, from what he was when he played at Ohio State. And if I can get, you know, just a, I think significantly more peace of mind knowing the caliber of guard that I'm that I'm definitely going to get, and like really shoring up the interior of that offensive line, I would take Wyatt Davis and put him on this roster. I have a similar viewpoint to that as well. I'm just going to piggyback off of all your answers today, Bill. But if they're, if Ohio State was so unsure about center and we like Seth McLaughlin, we think that was a good addition, the performance in the Rose Bowl feels like more of an aberration than anything. But if you could put Josh Myers in play here and the veteran version and the leadership and the captaincy and all of those things, maybe that's it. I, I Seth McLaughlin has played a lot of games, and I think that's going to fit out, fit very well for Ohio State. Uh, the guy played for four years at Alabama. He's pretty good. He was a starter for two years at Alabama. That's That doesn't generally happen by accident, but I would still say that there's a little bit of unknown even in that situation because he's coming in and learning a new system. And uh, again, how different is it? How Those responsibilities, if he could play guard, would that be helpful for Ohio State? I, I don't know. Uh, but Josh Myers, I think, would qualify as a pretty clear-cut upgrade for what Ohio State has right now. And maybe by the end of April, there will be no reason to say, hey, that's an uncertainty for Ohio State. They've got something that's locked up and good to go. But I I think it's fair to like at least have an open mind about it, that they went out, they felt like they had to do that uh, in the short term to bridge the gap at center. Um, they do have someone with a lot of experience, but you know, I don't know. I, I until we see something new and with Ohio State and can wash out the bad taste in the mouth for him and for anybody who watched the Rose Bowl, I I think center can still remain part of the conversation for Ohio State. Maybe maybe even needs to be part of the conversation. Yeah, I I, I would not. Um, I, I there's a lot to like with Seth, Seth McLaughlin's body of work. The Rose Bowl obviously wasn't his best outing, but it's not a. It's not a slam dunk addition. I think it's an. I, I think if you're asking me, like I think it's an addition that's going to work out. But certainly, it's one that comes with questions. Um, and I would take really, I would take any one of the three interior offensive linemen from that 2019 offensive line. That whole line was good, but the the combination of Jonah Jackson, Josh Myers, and Wyatt Davis was just excellent. And I think they've kind of been searching for that since then. Like they they've been okay at. at I think generally okay, and, and in certain spots, like still pretty good. But the collective three in the middle, I don't know that they've matched that since that year. Right. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll try to be more uh, insightful. Now, here's what's going to happen. Berm is about to take Garrett Wilson. I'm not. That'd be silly. Um, what I'm going to do... It'd be silly? Like, Fine, leave yeah. me, Garrett Wilson. I'll take him. <laughs> the, the answer is Pete Werner. Uh, because... Yeah. The Ooh. linebacker play at Ohio State this season, last season was a little, you know, ups and down. I was back and forth. I was thinking, like, maybe uh, projecting the 24, maybe I'd take the 2022 version of Tommy Eichenberg. And then I realized, oh, yeah, Pete Warner existed uh, and exists. And he was probably in my life covering Ohio State. So the last 12, 13 years of doing this uh, for a job, uh, I would have him on my list of, like, most underappreciated Ohio State Buckeye uh, players. Uh, he is an awesome NFL linebacker, and he can play any spot the Buckeyes needed him to. Uh, and there's no doubt that he's a guy that was much, much more valuable for Ohio State than fans um, 
and and media ever really recognized. So uh, Pete Warner putting him out there next to Cody Simon, thumbs up, game over. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, I, this draft. Bye bye, baby. Put the baby bye to bye, bed. Baby. I am dominating baby. this draft. <clears throat> really, really are. Yeah, I, I would put Malik Harrison in that conversation too. I would think I'd rather have Pete Werner, but Malik Harrison was a very Malik good. Harrison didn't play for Ryan Day. You son of a yeah, he did in 2019, man. That 2019 oh, man. defense was dogs all over the place. You what sure are you talking he's, about? He's also got yeah. an at, he's also got a 2018 asterisk. If we need to put yeah. that in, uh, that's fine. Okay, there's 2019. You know, you're 2020. You're talking Baron and Tough and Pete. All right, Justin Hilliard, Jay Hill. We'll give it to you. You'll, you'll you'll give me the Malik yeah, but, but I mean, but Pete Warner is a better a Pete Warner is a better choice. America, I I think so. I think so. America, put your vote in now. Which guy makes the most sense for the twenty twenty four Black guys? Pete Warner, or Malik Harrison. Vote we'll now. announce it at the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, could all right. I'm taking. Can, can I go? Couldn't you, couldn't you win with both? I mean, you could win with both. Yeah. Can I take? Can I take another one now? Yeah, you can. Marv, man, I want Marv back on the team. <laughs> People probably you, scream listening to this. Like, can we put should, Marv? Should we eliminate the 2023 team as as like sure? Like, the immediate departures. Marv. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do see you, 2022 Marv. Give me 2021 Jackson Smith and Jigba. Do you wait? Hold on. I mean, let's try and remove. A little bit of recency bias, if we can. Do you think it's that clear cut that Marv is better than Garrett Wilson? Uh, He's different. Hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. I think Marv is better, but that's not like I think his world's better, but I think he's better. Yeah. Okay. But I would take twenty twenty one Jackson Smith and Jigbo over twenty twenty one Garrett Wilson. So, and then play hmm. Mecca outside. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that too. That sounds great. I'll do that too. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Just take all of Ohio State's really freaking good wide receivers and yeah, turn them loose at you once. You can't go wrong, really. I think. I think any, and it's not like. Obviously, I think Carnell Tate's going to be very good. I, 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 like everyone else, think the world of Jeremiah Smith. I'm excited to watch Brandon Innes get more playing time this year. But if you'll give me any of the previous dudes, Marvin Garrett, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Even like like Terry McLaurin would count, right? From twenty nineteen. Yeah. Was he was was he was he around twenty nineteen or was he gone? No, he was already gone. Twenty eighteen was, okay. was his last year. But he did have the, the three game. Oh, nineteen was like Chris Garrett and then like Austin Mack and Ben Victor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. Any of the first round receivers then, and I would include Marvin in that conversation. Like I, I think they're sure things, they're you know, you build game plans around them, they terrify defenses. And I think all the young receivers on the roster will will get to that point and probably quickly. Um, but I'll take the sure thing now. I can't believe Marvin turned down twenty five million in NIL money to not return. Get a question his motivation there. Austin's frozen. That's the perfect time for him to freeze because like I, the face he's making on the video right now, as as he was frozen, was perfect. He thought that so was he, so funny that you froze he was his face in mid-laugh. awe. Yeah, he was in awe of my comment, and he's like, "I can't my, move anymore." Even my even my computer was laughing. I don't. It was like <laughs> that's such a great joke. Um, well, that hasn't happened in a long time. I'm really disappointed that that just happened in the middle of that. Um, I would love the idea of 
Garrett Wilson and Emeka both having the ability to line up like anywhere. And there was part of that for Ohio State with the slot Marv conversation a year ago. But I, boy, I just think that that would really make heads spin if you saw those two players and those and that skill set moving forward in this offense. Like that would be crazy. That's I, I don't think it's necessary. I think that was the point that we made. Like, does Ohio State have to do that at wide receiver right now? Probably not. Although they are skewing pretty young and inexperienced at the at the moment. There's maybe a case that having another veteran presence out there with a Mecca would, would go a long way for this offense. But the other, the only other place where we've talked about how great the secondary is that there may be a chance that you could upgrade is if you replaced Davis and Igbenosin in the starting lineup with Jeff Akuda. boy, that might be a real headache for quarterbacks. I don't know. They probably would not be allowed to throw on either side of the field with Denzel Burke and Jeff Akuda out there. And that would make it really hard to run an offense. Yeah, especially with, with the hybrid Nick Bosa, Chase Young out there. On the defensive <laughs> end. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. I didn't know that this was going to turn into a full draft and you just got to build like the best team of the Ryan Day era. <laughs> I'm picking one more player. It's true. No. Okay. Oh, that's actually really good. Yeah, that's a good pick. You had to do yeah. that before. That's an actual yeah. need. Well, you cheated. No, we're, we're it's, the the supplementary pick. it's the supplementary pick I get for putting up with you guys. Huh. Well, I guess this team could use a kicker, too. Fine, uh, I'll do it. Who would that be? Hobbiel, I guess. Uh, first year to Noah Ruggles. Oh, yeah. Pre, Pre-Hawaiian spring break. Pre-Hawaiian yeah. Pre <laughs> spring break, Noah Ruggles. <laughs> that version, I think, would be pretty good. Yeah. Well, that's a good pick. That's Freaky Friday, folks. I don't know what <laughs> we need happened. your choices in the comments. Okay. So make sure you tell us the one player that you would put on this Ohio State team from the Ryan Day era and why and why it would be an upgrade, uh, aside from the obvious that CJ Stroud would be an upgrade. Who did not get drafted in this pick? I would I don't consider drafting him if all the famers is is out is verboten. Well, I don't know. It's Justin Fields is pretty good too. You're just automatically taking CJ over Justin Fields. Uh, a backfield with J- Justin Fields and Quinshot Judkins and Travion Henderson would be pretty freaking fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, but now we're just getting silly talk. You know, like this whole thing is silly talk. That's been the whole show. I'm sorry. <sighs> I mean, I don't know about that. The first couple of picks minus. You know, so if we were, I think we let's start over and go with people who are not NFL first round picks, and then like, does that make? Would that be a better show? Should we do that for Monday? Let's do the same thing over. Okay, you just want one more pick. You just want to name. I mean, you want your first pick over. We're removing Paris Johnson from the equation. Well, no, because some of Sam Hubbard. Just so you know, some of them are so obvious that I feel like we're we're maybe. Uh, taking some low-hanging fruit, so uh, I, I do think that there, you know, is a conversation like Dewan Jones instead of Paris Johnson, for example, would be a, a reasonable trade out, or um, you know, like I said, Pete Warner, someone like that, maybe as opposed to a Chase Young Nick Bosa hybrid uh, in the second round, maybe more realistic. What about like a like a Devon Hamilton or like a twenty twenty version of Tommy Togiai? Uh or you could also throw ha- the junior version of Haskell Garrett in there. Yeah, yeah. 2019 Haskell. 
Yeah, I thought about Devon Hamilton and like the ability to plug up the run and put him next to his brother and see what happens just for the all of the easy uh, features and storylines to talk about those two and his final about the Hamilton's baby. Let's say, well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm glad that we didn't have that opportunity. His final season, I think is up there with like, it's appreciated, but also still a little bit underrated for the impact that he had. Not quite to maybe the Pete Warner level, but I mean, he, that dude was a wrecking ball before he moved on, which is why he was a, why he was drafted and why he's still playing down in Jacksonville. Right. It's just signed a big new contract. I think you could replace like Sarah Munford for Paris Johnson, even if you didn't want to take Dewan. Like there's there's a lot of guys that could fit that aren't first round picks and like top five picks, which are obvious. But you know, I would like okay, since we did this quite lazily, America and just well, wouldn't you do, you would do that with all four of those tackles that we didn't like playing at the same yeah. time. Yeah, so just, Nick Nick Petit Frere, like cool, yeah, you're taking him too. Yeah, so America, just give us your choices and we need uh, let's go with three sentences as to why. Okay. No, no, it's not okay, five sentences. I need a mini paragraph, two words, a first name and a last name, and that will cover it. Austin doesn't read the comments. I do. So who are you trying to satisfy here? Oh, you're outsourcing your oh. entertainment. Yes. <laughs> cool. America. I'm sorry. I did this. I thought it might be better than it was, but it's freaky Friday. We had fun anyway. There were some laughs. My computer froze again. It's a Freaky Friday freeze for Bill Landis and Jeremy Birmingham. Farewell.